let's take a look into the future of time has passed. Guaranteed we spend the century and then we're like a week before the last, like in the last year, we're like, oh crap, we never thought of a name. But I'm going to do some really evil shit for like 20 years and I want everybody on board. (laughs) I just imagine the dragon going straight up as high as it can as you all just kind of dissipate into your godhood. We Icarus into oblivion. Basically. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> That's sad. And then he walks oh. off. Oh. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's it. And then the, one like of the boulders see. from the giants gets... Yes! I get mugged in the street and just like shot with a crossbow. <laughs> you are all asked one more time. So what will you call yourselves? Oh, totally forgot to think about that. Me, I totally forgot to. 100% in canon, we all are like, wait. Hi, everybody. We are so excited to present to you the epilogue of Time Has Passed. We hope that you enjoy this as much as we did. There's definitely a lot of reveals, a lot of cool things into the future, and we're excited to see where season two takes us. But before we have you listen to all the cool stuff that you're about to find out, we wanted to just kind of bring up a couple of things that this epilogue entails and what it means for us uh, moving forward. So first of all, after this epilogue, there is going to be a bit of a break. We are going to take some time, Waffles, myself, and our team, to work on everything. We're going to work on making season two even better. We are going to revamp our Twitch streams. We are going to, you know, get all the character art ready to go. We are going to do everything to bring you an even more amazing experience for season two. We hope that you guys are patient with us throughout this break. We know that that does mean a little bit of time without any podcast release, but we are everywhere elsewhere. Um, If you guys want to come chat with us and interact and tell us how we're doing or how you like season one or what you hope to see in season two, we are always here to talk and to chat and just say hello even if none of that. You can just send send us memes. It's cool too. (laughs) Um, But you can find us on Twitter at Waffles Maple or on Instagram at WMS Pod. And we also have our Discord open to everybody and all that good stuff. So go, go find us, find our links and come hang out with us in the meantime. And then we'll pick up with season two, an even better experience. So without further ado, let's get to the epilogue. All right, so we watch as the final prong of the ritual star is filled. The top of the hourglass begins to explode with a brilliant multicolored light that strikes the robed figure. We see each color robed figure, even the ones that have been destroyed, be sucked into the white robed figure as he explodes into a large wave of orichalcum that seems to wash over everything. Your worlds go black. The entire world goes black. The planet of Galarian goes black and then you all wake up your eyes open up to this white room this white cloudy room on five separate pedestals and 
you hear a voice, though none of you can make it out the first time, and then it repeats itself. Congratulations. What? 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 Are, we're all here. We see each other. Yeah. It, it's over? I think we Dol- did it. Doldrin goes to step off the pedestal. Leon <laughs> have, like hoists his shield just to make sure that this isn't some sort of trick. <laughs> Re- like remind me, the, the visual of like the hooded figure splitting and all of that. We saw that? No. Okay. Your characters We just saw blacked that. out like instantly. Yep, you okay. you saw him like explode into a shockwave of Orakalcum, but you didn't see him like split or anything else. Gotcha. Um, I'm immediately gonna try to like reach out to Emander and Aridin, see if I feel a connection. You almost immediately feel a connection to both of them. Ah. Uh. Is everyone healed up? As I like scan the others, are they still like de- desperately wounded? Ah. Uh. Yeah. Do I feel like crap? Everyone is healed up and feels. Probably the best they've ever felt in their life. Like all of your spells are back. You probably feel like you can cast level ten spells. Like everyone just feels amazing. I, to be fair, uh, you I... know, did really well in that fight. Took no damage, I think. <laughs> yes, just idling in the hourglass. <laughs> I'm no longer drained three. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, you're no longer j- drained three either. Um, and Herentho. Well, aww. <laughs> Harintho's not there. Ooh. Good. Are we... Do y'all feel... Good? Like... I... I this is <laughs> yeah. a good thing, right? Honestly, uh, yeah. I think we survived? Yeah, that's kind of the question on my mind. Did, did we die, or... Did we win? I heard congratulations, but... I don't know if that means... Congratulations, you get to go to heaven, or... Congratulations... You saved everything. Can we get some clarification? Wait, what, what if it was a congratulations, you fell into my trap, and it was the hooded figure again? <laughs> it didn't sound like the hooded figure, right? No. Yeah, I, I just not. want to point out, those two things are not mutually exclusive. I fully expected us to win and to die. <sighs> True. Yeah. Well, I'd like to at least know that we did what we set out to do, but... I'm gonna literally look over to Leon's pedestal, who's next to me. I'm just gonna, like, move over a little bit. And I, like, try to jump over to his. <laughs> Doldrin, you've kind of tried to walk off, uh, I think. I'm trying to step off. Somebody tried to, like, push their hands out in front of him. You guys hit this barrier. It's kind of extending upwards. Though, likely not paying attention. You guys watch Tana go, like, scoot over, Leon. And she goes to run. And she, like, shoulder first, bah, just hits this invisible wall and falls back, like, to, to her butt. <laughs> you okay? Leon says yeah. as he puts oh. his hand against the invisible wall. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, I don't like this. Like, what? Does it have a ceiling, too? It doesn't look like it has a ceiling at all, no. And you kind of, you begin looking, like, up and around and you say that question and you hear a little chuckle kind of ring out through all of your heads, and you hear, die is probably not the right word, but there aren't many that could truly survive that type of blast either. You find yourselves at the precipice of godhood. Oh. Why only the precipice? Uh, who are you? 
Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I am surprised. Actually, I'm not surprised. You don't recognize me. I'm Aridin. Just oh. in quite a better form than I have been. Oh, well, you sound better. Sorry I didn't recognize you, though. A pleasure to meet you. Right. Yeah. So, as I said, congratulations. Are all of you willing to take up the mantle of godhood? Um, sorry to interrupt. Is Amander okay? You almost, like, feel a smile kind of through you. No one else feels this. Then everyone hears, he'll be fine. He's proud of what he's done. We're all really proud. You should be, too. Sorry, was that rude? Sorry. Yes, I think we're ready. Yes, I think so, too. I'm willing, if that's the next step we have to take. That's that's what we set out to do, and I think we all made ourselves more than willing and ready to do that. Oh, yeah. I have work I'd rather finish (laughs) on. Don't don't let him in. Knock, knock. (laughs) Doldrin's here. I'd rather maintain the balance. He says at the like last moment as everyone's chuckling. Uh, well, uh, Tanagal's kind of interrupted, and all of you hear, well, the world, the universe, and the state that it is in, I can't offer one piece of respite, at least. You all have the godhood you deserve. You will all be gods as one, under one ruling, under one... He, you see, like... It's probably not anything that's happened before, but in a way he's trying to explain to you that you are all five going to be under one name of a god and kind of like representing that one name of a god. But before that, if you would all like with the world and the state it's going to be in for a long time, we can offer for each of you to go back for, I don't know, a century and then accept our place? Yes. Do we do we get to be together? You could. Or not. We will have time together. Leon, you wanted to go back? I... Y- you saw the vision. I still feel somewhat responsible for what happened. And I want to make sure my debts, everyone, are square if I can. Yeah. I, yeah, I, um, I'm happy to help you. Please, I'd always be willing to help. Have help. Uh, Speaking of help, he says, kind of looking up to the void, a little bit of sweat running down his back. Uh, what about our sixth member? Can you do something for her? She got trapped. what, What happened to him and to them? Unfortunately, no, we can't do anything for your friend. She is out of our reach right now. We're not honestly not sure where she's gone. Uh, As far as the hooded figure, the ritual that you all completed is going to spread him very thin across the entire universe, which is endless, and will eventually dwindle his power to the point that he is no more than a common barkeep. Okay. So he's not gone? Is there ever a chance that he could reform and present a threat? 
Tanagul was a small teenage girl last first I saw her. I think a barkeep could do well. <laughs> Leon looks quizzically at like he doesn't understand what the metaphor was there. <laughs> it's possible, but it's highly unlikely. Everything about him, his essence, his mind, his dreams, his wants, will all be spread very thin across the universe into countless pieces. Well, we'll we'll be around. We can keep an eye on him. I don't I don't know what the shared mantle means, but I'm happy to be with all of you and she's like looking at us and not really towards the voice and keep an eye and make sure that we're all here to protect anything that like his being could threaten again. I have things that involve ensuring that the mortal races don't have to rely gods, even us, because clearly that's not worked once. It, it ha I'm saying it hasn't worked one time. That can be done with your time given? That is all that we can really do for you. Uh, how, would, how would... What would going back entail? Would I be like, this? And, and to what time? You would be like this, as you are, as you have ascended, and... You would go back to the point in which the hooded figure has been destroyed. Now, after all of the calamities, everything that you've done up until now has happened. So, basically, this is our chance to reshape the way the world is going to continue on after all of that has been stopped? Will the lives that have been taken due to the calamities still be gone? They will be. We cannot reverse that many lives, unfortunately. It's possible we can give you some sort of power to revisit a moment in the past and make something you wish to be right, right? But we can't influence that much of the past. There's just, there's just no way. As far as reshaping the world, do it as you see fit. It is yours for now. You are gods amongst mortals down there. You will be able to reshape this world probably as you see fit. As for when you come back, I'll level with you. I'm not sure what will remain of Galarian. What do you- wait, what about my mom? Your mom did the part she wanted to, that she promised, and was- one of the key reasons for your success. But, no, okay. Um, that's just thought that we could do something with the power. Not, I guess it's selfish. Not all the calamities can be undone, but I was hoping that her we could save. She'll always have a place, and as I said, I believe that we can give each of you a chance for one moment in time uh, after that the the years that we've given are years to live or not and come back here if you wish you said the end of galarian yeah the existence isn't on fire right now is it like actively alarming so what is the point of going back galarian has become ground zero for 
a very, very widespread, uh, what we will call a calamity. Everything, and you watch the room shift around you, and immediately all you see around you is like, you see the outside of Galarian. Basically, you feel like you're in space for a moment, and you see the sun, and besides the flames of the sun dancing, you see it frozen. Like, it's just not moving. There's no twinkle to the stars. Galarian's not rotating. The moon around Galarian's not rotating. Like, you probably don't think it would be going very quick, but it's not moving. I think this is going to stay like this until the hooded figure is no longer a threat. That is the ritual that happened. And with Galarian being the center of it all, we can't ensure its future. And if we do, it will likely be apart from the rest of the universe. So it's frozen like this now? Right now, yes. As is every other and again, you're still in space and you see a very like almost like it's a scene played out in front of you as if Aridin is beating up time for you. You watch seven different lights. Like a red one, a purple one, a white one shoot in different directions. They hit a spot almost like shooting stars and you watch a planet begin to form. And he says it will be frozen in time until this is done. And then as if time is supposed to speed up very quickly you watch the planets begin rotating as if they're playing out lives and then that planet shoots off into seven different colors does the same exact thing then you watch that planet frozen and again and again this is this is us succeeding in stopping him so how many lives of those people on each of those planets that are going to just disappear how many lives are being created death and life is nothing but a cycle in the end we're going to end up with much more than we began with and you see Tanigal's like kind of lost in her own head like trying to compute it all uh, what, then is there is there a point in going back if it's all just going to repeat but then there's the life too. I don't. Best not to give yourself a headache. I think going to survive what we do. The entire world of Galarian will survive what you do. It's not just going to disappear. It's just not something that we can have in the histories. We can't allow. For a time, it sounds like not permanently. After that, do things pick back up? That's what I'm getting. We'll see when that time comes. Like some sort okay, of gap. And and our <laughs> swear to God, boys. <laughs> I coined it. We all I coined had the same it. reaction. It, if only you knew how wrong you were. And then us, I like point to the five of us. Do are we outside of this, or do we disappear as well? Are we written in history or gone? With you, right now. You're like I am. You'll continue to exist forever. The mortal, the mortal you that returns to the world, your history will be the same as Galarian. Wherever it ends up is where your mortal life ends up. Do you still want to go, Leon? Now more than ever, if there's people living on that place, they'll need guidance, help. 
people to manage is going to be chaos, even if it's outside of the history books. I agree. With everything he said. What are you going to do, Mick? Quite frankly, I'm not sure yet. But I know that in our journey we met quite a few people that were in less than preferable situations. The giants and the dwarves, the elves and Vladerin. And I'd like to work towards... Well, maybe. Like to work towards trying to make things a bit more stable down there. Change things for the better. <laughs> uh, agreed. Kadion yeah, was a mess. Yes, so exactly. Was well, then I look between Leon and then Mick, and then I look at Toda, and then a little bit more questioningly at Doldrin. Together, then? Together. I don't think we can ever be apart again. And <laughs> Some of the time. That's comforting. <laughs> Leon looks a little sidelined at Doldrin, <laughs> and I think they both share a look of, like, this argument's gonna continue for all of existence. <laughs> <laughs> are you... Are you coming too, Doldrin? I was saying some of the time. It'll be an awkward reunion when you don't, when we're back together again. <laughs> well, you always approve of everything I do, so I figured you'd want to accompany me in all the things I wish to do. If you want to... Fair point. We could try. I don't think we disagree quite as much as we used to, Doldrin. Well... <laughs> Leon simply smiles and keeps his mouth shut. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, we go back together and we can all get our stuff done. Yes. Well, we'll see. <laughs> I think that means yes, Tamago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll play out the first 50 too, years Toda. and see how it goes. <laughs> that sounds good. But I'm going to do some really evil shit I for like it. 20 years, and I want everybody on board. <laughs> That's my that's my one fifth, okay? Uh, okay, we did eighty years of good stuff. We're doing twenty years of horrible things, okay? <laughs> we'll clean up behind you, Daldrin. <laughs> but they have to be like continuous twenty years of evil. Can you like spread it out ages. a little bit? It's like it's the two year years evil, out of every maybe. ten. The year of Daldrin. Walmart. Every every five <laughs> wait, years, wait, wait. Of Daldrin. Can you, yeah, can you, like, plan it out ahead of time and give us give us a heads up? And I'll then leave we'll, you like, clues plant. throughout the centuries of, like, what I'm about to <laughs> oh, do. Oh, God. A puzzle? Yeah. Okay. Every five weeks is a week of terror. <laughs> and then it just... Guys, guys, quick, find the next clue. I'm pretty sure a kid's about to die. <laughs> we'll never get anything done because we're just following the clues. <laughs> That's how he does the evil, is just making sure we can't do anything else. And all the clues his, are and fake. And his evil is never actually doing anything evil it is his evil is keeping us from doing anything good <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly if one fifth of a god can keep the other four fifths busy done my job <laughs> amazing <laughs> well as that conversation is coming to a close you hear this voice ring out through you again and Aridin says to be honest we've never done anything like this, had to do anything like this, or had anything like this happen. Uh, all of you will be sharing one name of a god. It would be as if five people made me. What would you call yourselves? Hmm. Oh, that's a... Oh, man. Can, can you give us, like, the yeah, century? Yeah, we'll tell you at the end of the century. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. And we can't change this after we decide it's correct. <laughs> yeah. Now, or you cannot have a... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 
Those guys. Guaranteed we spend the century and then we're like a week before the last, like in the last year, we're like, oh crap, we never thought of a name. <laughs> yeah. No, it would be in the meeting. We, he brings back up, we're like, oh crap, we D- have 100 Doldrin years. about to like cap <laughs> off his big evil plan and then just stops mid chan go, guys, guys, I just remembered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quick huddle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, do you need, do we need to. We're gonna need a minute. Will we be known as something during this century? You will only be known as yourselves during this century. Then let's yeah. let's do our our bookkeeping. Let's go through and spend this century, and then when we're ready, we'll have who we are together. Maybe is it settled then? Well. I would like a quick, quick jaunt on my own to somewhere in the past. Then you can drop us off whenever. Agreed. There's something yeah, I'd is like there to try a particular to do. order to that, or is that just kind of a we can pit tell you whenever first. we're ready? Yeah. Can we, can we pit stop to our point and then meet back up? I, I think that's the only way that we could have it. The initial jaunt, as you call it, from here would be the only amount of power that could send you all the way into the past. Before we go, where is here? <laughs> he says, looking around the clouded void. Right him. <laughs> uh, it's a place that you'll become more familiar with once you are a deity. As I said, the precipice of godhood. Hmm. <laughs> Leon looks slightly down as if, like, there's a trap door to godhood. <laughs> That's about as vague as I expected, you know? For a second, I thought you said Vegas, not vague. As. <laughs> Wait, no, there's no trap door. These are tubes. We're gonna get sucked up to the top. <laughs> the biggest water slide ever. Get either sucked up to the top or slide down to the bottom. I hope <laughs> you all have brought your swim trunks. <laughs> the like, floor just goes. <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna need water when this goes horribly wrong. Where's my floaty tubes? <laughs> but yeah, to the past and then to the remainder of our mortal lives hmm. alright and with that each of you much like the hooded figure are shot off in different colors so we watch as each of us right we all like shoom, <laughs> shoom around wait what color what color was a super important question what color were you yeah you were pink <laughs> gross okay. much, much like your hair color I want to be white no, <laughs> my hair color's green. <laughs> well, now it is, but your original pick for your hair color when your skin was green? Oh, uh, yeah, I remember. <laughs> All right, so uh, Tanigal appears um, in the Pharaoh's ruins in the tombs of Cadion. She pushes past the guardians at the door easily enough, coming up behind her mother and father, uh, cornered by the Crodian Empire. A flash of time, and we see all of the Crodian Empire's soldiers on the ground. Tanigal speaking to her parents. We watch her tell them it's all going to be okay, that they will succeed, and receive one last hug before leaving. Next. Who's next? Mick. We all watch as one Mikhail falls unconscious in Vladrin during the attack of a large tree that we now know uh, as a Sard, one of the eldest awoken trees of the First World. In this time, another Mikhail appears on a bridge out of sight of the heroes. We hear the same loud screams that we heard during the attack as the floating eye-like machines attacked. 
Mikhail runs in, grabs the headmistress who is being attacked by the eye-like machines, and teleports out, knowing he cannot stay there for long. Oh, he saved the headmistress. Dolgen? Skip to somebody. Er, re- you read. I can't find it. We watch Dolgen appear on the shore of Cadion, a ship in the distance. We see Dolgen and Rowan speaking when Rowan first arrives on the boat in Cadion. We watch as the church with Calchester becomes an adventurer's guild of the sort, with a new plaque going up named Order of Assessors. Interesting. That's not our name. I I know it's not. (laughs) We see Leon head back to Fishara, his house in his view. But instead of turning to his house, he turns his back on it, walking away. Eventually, we see him at a cave entrance, a different cave than we've all seen you in multiple times. As he enters, he sees a conglomerate of people, malformed in various forms. We watch as they talk. Leon explains the situation to all the survivors of his lord's experiments and takes them to safety, eventually setting up a village of sorts within Cadion where people can embrace what is different about them. Aww. Toda. Toda. We see Toda head back to Cadion at the foot of the enormous tree where the red wave first spawned. His uh, village is still brimming with people not knowing what's about to happen, and he spends a long period of time trying to convince them to leave and to make their way south or to another continent, trying to prevent what's about to happen. Um, does his best to explain it without causing too many problems. And many leave, but a few choice members, such as Bentham, the crotchety old screwball that we saved from the uh, fate in, well, Cadion, stays behind. So likely his fate stays the same as well. All right. And as all of you kind of play out these scenes in the past, not knowing what they've actually changed in the future, you all, towards the end of these scenes, just kind of, once you're alone, maybe you went to sleep for the night, you just kind of dissipate into this orichalcum-like substance, and then you find yourselves opening your eyes in today's world, all together outside of the Starstone. In Muazin? Or what we think is Muazin. Yeah, what you, the, the desert that you think Psych. is Muazin. Oh. Hey. You'll do this again? Uh, Never uh, thought the desert no. would be so welcoming a sight. And how, how, do we, how do we feel? Do we still feel that, uh, I don't know, as good as we ever have, uh, as powerful as we've ever been? You don't feel like you could cast level 10 spells anymore or anything like that. You don't feel like you're, for lack of a better word, like on speed like you did in, <laughs> on those pedestals. But you feel the best that your level 15 self could feel. You feel like you've had a nice long week off and you've just been chilling. I go around and hug everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Group hug. No, Mick, no. It feels like it's been a really long time since we saw each other. Really? I don't know. Yeah, it feels like it's been long, but I don't know. Maybe all the time travel is just kind of finally caught up and it's just messing with us. Yeah, I feel like it's not been long. But at the same time, I also feel like like maybe coming from you that it's been a while. Like, I feel them both at the same time. It's weird. It's been I a don't, while. I feel more <laughs> relaxed than anything. 
Like a huge yeah. weight has been taken off my shoulders, I will be entirely honest. Yeah. Well, there's no evil... I got to see my parents again. Even though I feel <laughs> good, I'm exhausted at the same time. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. 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 But you know what? We're together. And we have a lot of work to do. So, <laughs> feel exhausted in a century, Leon. And I like punch you in the shoulder. <laughs> oh, Wait, we don't get to sleep again for a hundred years? Hold up. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> yes, you didn't hear Aridin say that? Okay, look. No. If you guys it. had some secret telepathy thing going on, that was not part of the conversation. Were you not tuned into the I God Network? talk to you in your head telep telepathically right now. I just stare at you <laughs> and I say, yeah, man, you can't sleep for a century. That's... <laughs> <laughs> That's not fair. <laughs> Pardon? Uh, <laughs> wait. Yeah. Mm. She. Mm. I want. Mm. I want to do that. That's cool. <laughs> she wasn't. I mean, all right, we, we guys. Can... Which way? I will interrupt here and say that coming back to the real world in your mortal bodies, many of you have a lot of thoughts that are. Probably not going to be done if you follow someone else for any number of extended years. So whether you split up or not, completely your call. But very many of you to complete everything you want done will have to split up and likely take little stints to see each other. And you all know you're going to be together after this forever. I like to imagine that we like gathered together right outside of the Star Sun Trials and like we decide to head off in a direction towards, like, the closest town. And however long that journey is, we, like, talk about our plans and, like, do eventually, like, what we start together, we can do together, and then people split off and we meet back up and we, like, century's a good amount of time and I think we're all comfortable with each other to, like, meet back up. Like, I wanted some to do something in Moazin anyways, and if Mick was, like, yeah, I wanted to do this with Moazin. We'd be like, all right, well, in 10 years, let's meet up here and we'll do this piece together because we might as well. Toda, let's meet up in Kadeon in 15, etc. Mm -hmm. For sure. Everybody get out your journals. We're going to schedule this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Mick, you can um, give me about 20, 30 years and then I'll see you in uh, uh, Dofer. <laughs> Sounds fair to me. Should I just... Yeah, sure. See you then, I guess. 20 years. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not going to be the last time I see you, but I mean, so I, got, I, got some, I got some things that I'd like to accomplish up Waffles, there. weird question. Do we still count as mortal? Or do we count as, like, divine beings at this point? You count as mortal in the sense that, like, if you got shot with an arrow in the head, you would die. But you don't <laughs> age. Oh, um, right. man, that's a whole feat that Wait, I Wait, we would went die? For. What happens if we die? I mean, you'll be a god then. Congrats. That that place is secured. <laughs> you just won't have the hundred years of your mortal life that you've been oh, promised. Oh, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Before that didn't die, show up to like the one that's just been sitting there for like 75 years. Yeah, you'll just get the sad trap. Dude, noise. Uh, three weeks in, somebody's gonna die. Three weeks in. <laughs> It will it's probably be me. Waffles, this is Minecraft rules, man. <laughs> Either we wake up in the last bed we were in, or we start at zero zero. Nope, you die. <laughs> that sucks. 
Uh, I like to imagine Mick's like, all right, guys, see you in like 10 years uh, in Dofer. And then he walks off. (laughs) (laughs) Trips. And that's it. The and then the, one of the boulders from the giants gets. Yes. I get mugged in the street and just like shot with a crossbow. <laughs> like this, this like sickly little street urchin just shanks him, steals his coin purse, and runs off. <laughs> or Nick, how was your hundred years? Or oh, it was great. Ah, you're so great in like a hundred years. Oh. I should remind you, mortal. Doesn't mean no, waffles, not level waffles. fifteen. Do not ruin this. Like this. this is how Mick dies. <laughs> Let us have this. This is how Mick dies. All right, Mick, you died. Sorry, I'm gonna erase all your stuff from <laughs> Unlucky. here. Unlucky. All right. But seriously, once we do find a place to kind of set up and talk, I'll I'll look between everyone, particularly Toda, and say, I I, I know I have a lot of work to do in Kadion during the jump. I moved some things around. They need help. Uh, I was hoping also to check in home again. Check on the tribe. I only gave them one healing item to carry them through the entire however long this all took, he says, waving in the air. Here's a healing potion. Uh, Good luck. <laughs> Have fun, sport. See ya. I mean, I'm curious as to what you were moving around because I kind of moved the tribe. Ah, oh, good. Um... <laughs> So, at the very least, there's a good chance that they weren't, well, there when it all happened. So, That's we'll good. see how that goes. You moved him to where uh, he put the other thing. <laughs> Time plays out. <laughs> well, then I suppose we should talk about that. Uh, work together, probably. Figure out where everything was put. Y- yeah, yeah, check on, I I do want to check on home. I'm- Really, I want to check on all all of the continents and see what kind of cleanup needs to be done because I feel like that's probably one of our biggest responsibilities is making sure that you know no one else is taking advantage of the chaos and we can kind of safe things places. I have to go to Kadion. I'll join you. I think I'm actually gonna start here, or hmm, I don't actually know. Well, I I need to kind of travel a bit everywhere, so I'll probably start here too. Makes most sense. Actually, yeah, I need to talk to the Church of Serenray, get help, I suppose. The more numbers we have, the more we can actually accomplish. So I suppose I should start here first, move that around. Oh god, I'm going back to work again. <laughs> I'm going back to work like I did with the Duke. Oh god. So many books to be kept. <laughs> You've got a good head on your shoulders. Actually, You'll be fine. Oh, <laughs> not that shit again. <laughs> Leon punches Mick in the arm Ow. and he dies. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and he dies. <laughs> You're heading in the right direction at least, Liam. Um, I think that does remind me, though. I think I want to know a little bit more about the Islandi of this world and if if this place is going to cease to exist or, you know, whatever ends up happening, I'm going to try to, like, collect as much information as I can so that at least the stories of these people um, continues. And at the very least, I'm going to start with the Islanti because I'm still curious about that. 
So you're going to start collecting information about a lost people for a world that is going to be lost in a hundred. I'm going to continue to collect this information so that it doesn't get lost. And I start with the past and I'll move forward from there. If you're looking to collect information, not to sound like a salesman, but I think <laughs> I have somebody who can help okay. me. The scholars of Yajizik collect lost information on civilization on the regular uh, if anyone would have the most complete records, it'd probably be them. Uh, the question is just finding them. I mean, just think about it. If we can go and get that information, how many, like, conflicts could be solved? Like, to what Mick said earlier, like, if people just knew the truth, I bet we could fix a lot of things. And probably screw more things up, but, you know. We don't know about that yet. I would point out people yeah. with information generally don't use it the way you hope and intend. Don't worry. I have a plan for that. Those words have never backfired. See you in 15 years, Doldrin, and I'll show you one of them. I bet you you won't be able to get your hands That's on a it. threat? <laughs> or a challenge. Wait, what am I trying to get my hands on? I will find something that I'm sure you would want to know. That I promise. Let me travel a little and find some information first. We'll see. I'll get some knowledge, and you'll be my practice dummy. I don't like how Speaking you of that. sharing knowledge, do we want <laughs> to actually do the hearts bound ritual? It would let us check in with each other. It wouldn't be perfect, but it would be useful if we ever get in trouble. You mean check in? Yeah, let's do it. Wait, wait, I want to know details before I say yes. <laughs> I grabbed Eldrin's hand and, like, put it in the middle with everybody, like, like you know, like, yep, he's in. <laughs> For sure, that's exactly how this doesn't work. <laughs> uh, I, I will explain the specifics of the ritual, that it gives you the status ability with anyone that you've heartbound ritualed with, uh, and if we do it properly, it would give you telepathy so that we can communicate. Basically, you know, status effects, conditions, but that not kind where. of thing. Not where, I don't think, right, Leon? No, it just it just tells you the status of the person. I and then I believe and then telepathy, which you can choose to answer or not. Yes, sure. Hey guys, what's the dead condition mean? <laughs> <laughs> we all turn, walk away, all said, "Hey guys, I'm not getting a response on mixed beeper." Um, anybody anybody want to check up on it? <laughs> so does, does everybody subscribe to the heartbound ritual? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And then in the future, as I, like, find more information about this stuff, if I find anything about, like, select permanent telepathic communication between people, like, within early on in the hundred years, I'm totally doing that to everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can just imagine every little bit we get this botanical messages, Doldrin. Doldrin, you know this? Yes. Damn it! BRB. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. Mm -hmm. Have you heard about this? Ah, oh, damn it. <laughs> so... Depending on how this works, there is another ritual that we can literally use that call that's called Angelic Messenger that lets you literally just summon an angel that you know of or like a, a divine being uh, to ask for help. They're like a lower class divine being, though, so I don't know if we technically count or not. I'd like to think of us as a higher class divine beings, personally, but... We'll, we'll start with the heart bond and then we'll... we have time. Not mm -hmm. a lot of time, but we have some. Oh, oh dear, I, I really don't have a lot of time with what I have planned. Oh dear. So, can I sort of, like, zoom out a little to a grander scale view of what Tanigal tries to yeah, accomplish? Yeah, we have to play out the hundred yeah. years. 
week, week definitely week. not happening so can we do we take a long rest now and then do we want to describe what we're eating for dinner I think, <laughs> well, so I think I, I went shopping for groceries so i've got oh, some okay. bread we good shopping Mikhail episode has chicken nuggets oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh doldren goes and hunts an owl bear for steaks Chicken Horindale Blue. What right. kind of steaks? But I heard that waffles. Yeah, I, I, it was bad. <laughs> All right. So um, kind of getting a start with what Leon suggested. She'll probably start off with Leon for a little bit in search of, of knowledge and sort of like Aslanti stuff. In that, that's kind of the start of things. And I'm sure like every door that that opens, she's actually pretty flexible with what her goal really is so she wants to collect the borderline on lost knowledge and then the dangerous knowledge as well and the powerful knowledge and you know she starts off simple with like the Islanti history and only goes more complicated and delves deeper from there what she does is her focus is is on both the protection of knowledge and keeping it alive but she's not without her her flair of her riddles and her games so she puts that to work too and basically you know after after some time of trying to figure out how do you both make sure that knowledge doesn't get into the wrong hands and how do you make sure that it's not lost for in case it is needed for good you know, and like kind of balance that balancing act. And so she simultaneously like starts traveling to pick up this knowledge and to start locking it away. So she starts going with like intricate puzzles and locks and riddles and secrets to bury knowledge that is very, very difficult to access um, with checks and balances along the way to ensure that intent is good over evil and however she can as well as the gathering of that. That's her, like, long term. And she will occasionally check in with Doldrin, like, if they ever cross paths. She'll find, hopefully, some tantalizing piece of knowledge that she can, even if it's not, like, super major, just something that she could, like, play up to, like, lord over him in some weird way to test her puzzles on him. Like, every once in a while, she'll be like, here, try this. (laughs) And see if it works. (laughs) So on that note, seeing as you are doing that, Doldrin, as you start giving him little tidbits, he would ask for some of these artifacts and bits of knowledge and whatever you gather occasionally to help create little tombs of such for them, hidden away and, like you said, secure, not necessarily for good versus evil, but stability and continuation, basically. But he would ask to keep some of it where somebody else hides it and maintains it so that maybe there is a flaw in your methodology and yours get, you know, accessed or something. It's kind of spreading spreading the risk. Yeah. Using it as another check and balance. Uh yeah. She'll she'll work with you on that on sort of like you know, she'll consider what of it obviously depends on what she finds and stuff, but yeah, she'll she'll definitely work with you on like some of the stuff being tucked away a different way and and utilizing things. She'll also eventually one of the times that she's in Muazin, 
um, when she meets up with Mick, she's going to like probably use his crafting knowledge to help her with some of the building of these puzzles if he would be willing to help her uh and these like the riddles and stuff she thinks up but sometimes she wants like some some really stupidly intricate contraptions made and like you know working on that so she'll meet up with mick at he's some dead. point <laughs> that's how she finds <laughs> out assuming he's not dead <laughs> stupidly intricate contraptions is my middle name so i'm your guy <laughs> and so she'll probably end up yeah maybe before we get to that we'll Mick, do you want to do what you're doing in the meantime? Uh, yes, I would love to. So pretty much Mick will very quickly split off of the party, uh, leaving Muazin as fast as he can to head back up to Dofer and uh, the city of Calchester where Hugh Man was from, and pretty much pick up where Hugh Man left off, kind of beginning his plan to become... It was always Hugh Man's greatest aspiration in life to become Jarl of the city, and after everything he's been through... Uh, kind of banking to become Jarl again now, but with more of a bringing about positive change mindset to it. Considering the Crodian Empire were the ones that kind of took over Cadian and killed a bunch of people for no good reason. Mick's gonna spend a lot of his time in the past here, or in the present, uh, working on fixing that, uh, getting rid of anyone who was kind of implicit in that, and just bring about all of the changes to the Empire that need to happen. To make it less of an empire and more of a respectable uh, country, I suppose. After that is all in place, Mick's going to go to what is probably his most important task. And that is founding an owlbear sanctuary uh, named Herenthel. To really just raise awareness for the owlbears and protect the ones that are getting attacked by giant monkeys. Definitely (laughs) illegalizing owlbear poaching. That's like a big step for him and sometime in that he's probably going to try and meet up with Tota because Tota's very nature friendly and can probably get him some owlbears if I can interject at uh, this point yes. I like to say that uh, as he endeavors to um, create the sanctuary he finds that there is a bit more of a population of owlbears than he would have expected as it had turned out Tota when he said he was going to meet Mick in say, 30, 20 years or something along those lines. Part of his goal was to also create a owlbear sanctuary uh, named after Herenthal, <laughs> where, oh, where the uh, general goal was he lived among them for a period of time and kind of helped foster their growth and keep them safe from larger predators in the area and kind of allowed their population to grow a little bit. Mick meets up with a particularly large owlbear who turns out to be Tota and they absolutely <laughs> complete this project. Yes, and Mick will love you forever for it. I, I meant to say <laughs> 10 years after that uh, reservation is established, Doldrin uh, establishes the Owlry Steakhouse. <laughs> right next door. <laughs> right Owl, next door. Owlback Steakhouse. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, my Owlback god. Yeah. Oh. No. Uh, I quit this group. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> um, but once the Owlbears are Safely in the hands of Tota and him and whoever Mick can find that will that cares enough about owlbears to run an owlbear orphanage. Mick will then get to the final um, step in his plans, which is returning back to Merwazen and putting someone in his place as Jarl to take care of the Crodian Empire for him. And just trying to bring about great change in the relationships between the dwarves and the giants, because 
That was a terrible situation when we visited there. It was pretty much impending on a war that would end in an entire population being just wiped out. Uh, so he'd do anything he can to really foster peace there. And considering he'd, as we said, meet up with Tanigal, he'd help her in any way possible. Uh, hopefully soliciting her aid and bringing about peace there and her soliciting his Absolutely. aid and creating intricate, awesome traps or not traps, <laughs> puzzles. Puzzle. Yes to both. <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs> A little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of the general direction that she was headed at that point to Muazin. And then like, I think they establish a nice, comfortable, like, Relationship. Uh, you, so the uh, whole. <laughs> at the end of the hundred uh, years, fr- they friendship. kiss. <laughs> no. In one hundred uh, years, we make. Eye they're getting this close, and then <laughs> they reach we out to hold happen. hands, <laughs> and then bloop. Welcome to godhood. It's. It's like uh, it's like the doctor the- with Rose oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the doctor. <laughs> yeah. Dips being the doctor. You're Rose. <laughs> no. Left stranded. Um, but yeah, so she probably would have like been headed to Muazin as just another place to kind of like learn again about how knowledge helps things, right? So she would work with like her side of the knowledge to help with the conflicts as well for you. Um, and like learning the histories of them and like explaining and just seeing whatever whatever way to help and mediate as well. Um, so while at first she was kind of going all around to gather this knowledge, I think as the years progress, she does basically spend most of her time in partnership with Mick, each kind of doing their thing, but helping each other out. All right. I'd just like it known that he invents the fluid displacing puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a genius. I like it. I just create that app, that stupid puzzle app where you have to like move (laughs) the things. Okay. (laughs) Does anyone else want to go? I would say Doldrin doesn't stay too long. With the group immediately, uh, he goes off to Kadeon um, and Dallerly, where he spends probably, I don't know, a little while. As little as he has to and as much as he has to. Because he goes to visit Rowan Orville, where all, all the people pretty much recognize Doldrin, obviously, as one of the, the people who came through and, and helped with the Red Wave and all that fun, fun, glorious stuff. But he instead kind of guides uh rowan into creating uh this group and and turning the settlement the settlement of dowlerly into the home of this new militant religious order called the divine assessors which are basically uh their purpose above all else is uh to foster you know strength and get rid of complacency uh within within the world and so he 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 goes there just to kind of establish them, make sure Rowan's on board with what he's doing, and then most of his time he's going to spend, and he probably meets up with uh, the members of the group a good bit, uh, traveling and lingering in places to kind of create other little segments of this order, with Rowan and Dallerly being like the home branch. But uh, between these militant orders and stuff, uh, he also more secretly on the sly though you guys would probably be aware creates like an adventurer's guild of sorts that endeavors to get people to kind of be like us in that they travel they test themselves and weirdly weirdly they have a lot of challenges you know various monsters that were once rare find themselves uh having places where they can 
kind of grow in numbers and and become stronger and and pose threats to the world and basically doldren spend some time trying to foster places where dangerous beasts and more savage peoples kind of are willing to grow and uh challenge the world he's trying to make like a, a balance of sorts i mean that's mostly what he does is he just goes around and does the the same the same thing in different places and the divine assessors are like doldren not good their their purpose is simply to challenge the people uh as much as they need to be to be better than they are and to not necessarily trust the the gods not that anyone shouldn't necessarily follow them but don't put all of your hope in the gods uh, and that's mostly what he does throughout it all and, and like i said uh with tanagal he takes some of these bits of knowledge and artifacts and and helps create some uh unpleasant places to store the knowledge and and everything that those capable enough can go and access uh should it ever be needed tanagal tries to push like so what what information she does give you she tries to make sure that the way you handle that though is not just don't just make it difficult to access make it so that good intention can access oh yes which she doesn't know if he'll do but well, right the when you say good intention tanagal <laughs> you mean the intention of keeping mortal kind going and strong and and doing well cuz yes i fully support that here we go again I'm, who punches first find out here ladies and gentlemen i'm just confused on your definition of good she takes one puzzle away and hands you a different one here take this one and wait, wait wait what's that one do? <laughs> I, I i see why i get some of the things i get from tentacle <laughs> i want that one i i uh it you want this one try to try to figure it out i'll, I'll you'll you'll get it if you can fix the uh find the answer did to Mick the puzzle. Did do this one? Because I could fi- do whatever Mick can but do. But you can't do what we both did. Uh, I'll come back in five years. Let me know if you figured it out. Waffles, can I roll <laughs> to see if I figured it out? Man, how frustrating <laughs> would that be? You get a puzzle and like five years later, what's the answer? <laughs> <laughs> the answer is love and unconditional companionship. Yeah, it's not <laughs> I would have never thought of that. No rolls. Waffles, I want to roll to get the puzzle. <laughs> no rolls. I think uh, for the fun of the story, it's a likely on on the par with what Leon is saying. Is it, It's likely some kind of out of the physical realm of stuff answer, like love or some emotion or something, and at least that has part of the puzzle to do with it, and there's no way Dolgen finds it out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, I, so I configured this one to have to just basically do with, yes, love and dedication. I do one of those. And so what it is, is it has to be, and I, I said, like, joked about five years, but basically it has to be handled with, like, warmth. So, like, your the body temperature or some or warmer it has to be handled daily for five years. And if you manage to do that, then it'll open. <laughs> so I'll come back to see if you, like, put it down and, like, ignored it for, like, a year or something because you were pissed at it. <laughs> it's literally the bag of flower test. If I knew that's how it opened, that would be easy for Dol. No, you don't, though. I, yeah, you but there's, there's got to be tell clues you. or something. You can't have a puzzle without clues. There's got to be context clues or some kind of script or witty poem. Yeah, yeah, it's built. 
We're going too deep no, in the list. This will be this will be a nice one shot. Down nope, and down this will be a good one shot later. Down. Bye. All right, Leon or Toda? Which one of you want to go? So, like, when it comes to things like the Owl Bear Sanctuary, that was the name I completely for spaced on what the animal was. I realize that for everyone's plans to kind of get accomplished and for everything to happen, there needs to be a bit of stability and there needs to be enough funds to pull all this off. So I kind of go it back into my city planner mode and go, okay, what needs to happen to keep the world stable? And I also decide on Kadeon being home base, which is kind of hilarious because I kind of see like an East Coast, West Coast thing going on on Kadeon. That's a very interesting element. <laughs> Making Tanagal West Coast <laughs> vibing in the sun. <laughs> And so as a result, he has collected different uh, religious organizations on the opposite side of the world, where the main church of like Saren Ray and Ujizik are, who kind of follow his ideology and who are willing to kind of re-develop uh, Kadion and other areas. Kadion specifically, and I go about building Spira, specifically with Toda's help, a very large metropolitan city meant for all of the lost individuals, all of the kind of druidic tribes. So it's a very kind of duality, natural, monastic place that is meant to kind of foster that duality of nature and nurture and find a place where people can talk, art can develop, you know, people can be protected without fear of. Uh, retribution, a place for people like half-breeds, like Tiefling, like Azamar, uh, can exist in peace. Did you make the Final Fantasy X city? Maybe I did, <laughs> yes. Maybe that was a comment I made. <laughs> but that's can neither I, here nor there. Can I just say I like that, like, all of us just spread out to do our, like, oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. And Leon's the stable guy in the back being like, yes, and to do that, you need money, and you need passports. And you're False. Like, I have Leon founds a criminal syndicate. <laughs> he was a diplomat, so. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's so appropriate. I really appreciate it, honestly. <laughs> and during that time, he ends up falling in love with someone, and he ends up having a lot of children. So three of him are actually his, and he adopts uh, four more, so about seven or eight in total by the time that his like century is done. Other than that, he's generally trying to help the village and the people that he brings kind of stabilize and merge together into one cohesive unit. The entire city, in many ways, becomes his family, and he wants to show the world what peace really looks like, give the world an example of why diplomacy is important and why talking it out, you know, talking out our problems is valuable and not, you know, deciding to say, destroy the world with godly power, you know, just to pick something out of my hat. I would probably at one of those times that like I visited you or something like that, I would have pulled you over to Muazin for like a short visit to like have that type of conversation with the giants and the, and the dwarves. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to that end, all the followers of Saren Ray are acting kind of in tandem with the followers of Yejizik as militant diplomatic corps. Uh, I have made enough organizations that I should be able to send them out to other places and they can act as mediators 
without causing too many issues in terms of like if there's an issue with an organization you can go to one of the little churches i've set up and they should be able to mediate some of the things that are going on using kdon as like the home base basically the un or like the new york city of the world in terms of large diplomatic issues so that people can kind of get out of their land and get out of their heads and be in a new place for problems. She's made Final Fantasy what I'm Tenspear. hearing is that we took over the world. And the Jedi. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, we're like Mick in the Northwest, then we have the Southeast of like Leon, and then the the factions all around the world of Doldrin, and then Toda with his like also bringing through from from Kadeon to uh, Dofer. We took over the world. All according to then, plan. Like, politically. And then Tanagle's like, just the one running around being like, hey, what you got? Hey! Guys, I made another puzzle. <laughs> she, but, hey! Good job, yeah, Tanagle! No political foundation my job. <laughs> yeah. You did real good Love there, it, Tanagle. That's it. Yeah, thanks. Other than that, he did try to find Bulga's village, and he eventually did have to give up on that. Like Waffles said, it's completely gone. He tried to find clues, but there, there's literally nothing left. Danigo uh, probably popped in with you and like tried to help with that. Yeah, basically, as you guys were looking for it, and like Leon first, and then getting any help from anyone, you five are really the only one that know about it. And if you had asked anyone else that lived in that time, looked for it anywhere around there, there's zero trace of it. It's as if a village was never there in the beginning. Then in an ode to her, Tanago will make a, like, short little, like, short story type novel of, like, what she did know of Volga, and, like, tying missing threads together with us or whatever. A very simple story of just Volga from, like, from this village, and then she'll That'll be one of, like, the knowledges that she'll put together to keep and spread out everywhere. That's not one she hides away. That's one that she, it's kind of somehow she tries to make it, oh, yeah, like. Kind of like a fairy tale type thing? A little bit like a fairy tale, but one of those stories that, like, everybody has in their house in their little library, you know, like one of those kids books that's like, oh, yeah, I read. I read that, you know, every, uh, somehow everybody has heard everybody that story. Everybody except Mick, somehow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what this, who this Elena girl is. Bulga uh, and the tops of trees. Speaking about yes. everyone disappearing, yes. if I tried to use discern location on Fenris, he's also seemingly gone? He is. Then I, I, I think that's what helps Leon, like, not go crazy searching, is that he hopes that they're together. Mm-hmm. Guys, she is definitely the BB. That is a campaign too. That's a for sure hope. Toda. Toda's general goal is he wants to work on getting nature and civilization more working together, make sure that more in his his focus is more on the creatures, the beasts of the world, any sort of off color interesting creature that he might run into or the general everyday uh beasts of the land and sea and air. He wants to make sure that people don't take those creatures for granted. He wants to make sure that the respect is kept for the natural order and 
to that extent, he spends a significant amount of time catching up with the tribe and alongside building up the city with Leon, he wants to spread tribes onto each of the continents to basically have them be keepers of the land, keepers of the natural order, and make sure that the civilizations that dot the continents are aware and make sure that they have a way to interact with the tribes that are so important to keeping things, keeping nature safe uh, in the area. And hopefully that can build a balance and foster another level of peace. Um, and extending that, he wants to also uh, encourage the acceptance of different races intermingling and making sure that half-breeds are no longer discriminated against. And at some point he goes and finds or uh, watches the start of the orc and halfling tribe that he was originally born to and just does what he can to foster them and ensure that they have a, a future beyond just the singular child that was ever able to come from them in the first place. In between all the times where he goes and meets up with the others, he spends a lot of time just living in the wild as his abilities kind of reach their peak and he's able to stay transformed as long as he feels like he wants to. He spends months, potentially years, just living among the creatures as one of them. Does his best to learn how to transform into some of the more obscure types of the, the crystal dragons or the biggest creatures of the deep that he can find and wants to make sure that how they work and the ways to ensure that people have the knowledge to work with them and potentially not just see them as abominations to destroy, as he knows humanoids are so prone to do. Um, he also takes a look to see if he can find out where the DOW kept its underground laboratory to see if maybe there's a way to disperse the stored up orichalcum that came from the countless experiments of people going back in time and trying to solve the issue, but never really finds what he's looking for. It just isn't really there. When Tanigal checks in with you, Tota, she'll pass on any any tidbits of like, oh, there's this rumor of this this beast below the waters, you know, like things things like that and, and give you leads on, on anything like that and just kind of like oh. help you out with any of your mysteries okay. as well because some are blatant lies, but so <laughs> So do you, so do you do any sort of manuscripts on creatures? Because I've got I've got a lot of notes that I could give you on this kind of stuff. There's a lot of things I found. She will I take it all. <laughs> She'll spend like a couple months with you at like different sets of times, like like copying down knowledges that you've collected and like have the the beast manuscript of all time. <laughs> oh, and yes, there are going to be plenty of dragon rides for everybody at some point. Yes. It's going to be a permanent yes. thing. You can just Please. fly across the oceans and. <laughs> Go full dragon all the time. This can be great. At some point, she just runs across water. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Tanigal following us? No, we're we're over at sea. No, I'm pretty sure that's her. Oh, yeah, that's her. <laughs> She's gaining on us. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Doldren would definitely help uh, you with, especially the more dangerous of creatures, and carving out a spot for them. And Don't carve out a chunk of them. That's not, he doesn't want to kill them. <laughs> just leave. Just leave. Oh, we're capturing them. Okay. Oh, man. Jeez, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is oh, this awkward. Is awkward. <laughs> Whenever anybody says jeez, they mean you, Jesus. Just yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, how did you mean it? Yeah, yeah. Natural. 
No, no, no. <laughs> I imagine your guys' last scene, you basically have an innate knowledge of when you're about to go back, and all of you guys are just taking a ride on huge dragon Tota. Probably, like, I just imagine the dragon going straight up as high as it can as you all just kind of dissipate into your godhood. We Icarus into oblivion. Basically. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's sad. As each of you begin to rise as these aspects, Doldrin rises as the aspect of zeal and time, dedicating himself to always keep a strong conviction and purposes regarding the past, present, and most of all, the future. Tanigal rises up as the aspect of knowledge and time, dedicating herself to the protection of knowledge through intricate puzzles, riddles, and secrets. Mikael rises as the aspect of change in time, dedicating himself to overseeing the ebb and flow of the world in regards to time passing. Toda rises up as the aspect of nature in time, dedicating himself to presiding over the creatures of the world. Leon rises up to become the aspect of family and time, dedicating himself to the love of family and bonds that are harbored over time. And as you all finally rise to your godhood, likely having been talked about probably during dragon rides, you are all asked one more time, so what will you call yourselves? Oh, totally forgot to think about that. Me, I totally forgot to. 100% years. in canon, we all are like, wait, oh. This seems vaguely familiar. Well, there's two suggestions I've got for what we've been through with things that we kind of brought us I've together. got a whole list, but I'm going to let you go first. I'm just nice. I, yeah. I, I, the, the first one that popped in my head was we could go with either Bulga or Lena or to keep her with us in a way, or we could find a way to bring the D.O.W. in as our name may be Dao. Dao's not the worst thing. I kind of the like worst. that one. I was going to suggest the Furious Five, but I realized just about now that was a really bad idea. <laughs> I, so I was thinking Todd, with that. but you know. I mean, we we're all. Hello, be his name. Aspects of time. <laughs> we're all aspects of time, right? And we all have different components of that. Um, we all protected this world and protected everything that it stood for. Time I, cops, you're right. <laughs> the watch. The timekeepers? I worry because we're we're going to become one being. Well, w- no. At least five, five will first. represent the one. <laughs> there, there are many gods that are one, but many. Right. Faced it's Actually, I'll interrupt there. Kind of thinking on it. It's not impossible to imagine that someone like Yogg Sothoth was once many beings, see- seeing that as five orbs represented his nature. I, in a way, I just don't want to lose that we are m- many facets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are all one, but we all make up that one. What we learned in the trials was teamwork, and I'd like to keep that aspect if people refer to us it will be as us as a plural i don't like 
if anything, I've just learned is that, you know, I try to keep information alive and regardless of what happens, if we're referred to in plural as, as a them, as a multiple, then that knowledge won't get lost. I agree. I think it, it becomes complicated, doesn't it? It does. We it's don't hard. certainly know. Well, I mean, they can always pray to different aspects of maybe one of us will oh, that's a weird thought. strong enough to become their own <laughs> Why I don't... I mean, yeah. I like the sound of the D-O-W. The, the timekeepers are interesting, but it doesn't really roll off the tongue. The dreamers, perhaps? The keepers. Uh, that? Oh. Something about dreams, maybe, through time? Why, why would we be I, dreams? I, I was thinking... I. I looked back, like, up around us, and I was like, sorry, just, like, like give us, like, ten minutes. Yeah. You had 100 years. <laughs> I think you say this was, like, on the dragon ride or something like that. At some we point, we were discussing something, it. I yeah. swear like, yeah. I, no, I think it's canon. We, we forgot. Of <laughs> think, yeah. For this group, I think it's canon. You're all standing on these pillars again <laughs> in, in front of Aridin. <laughs> I imagine, like, Toda Dragon was going up, 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 and, like, one of us goes, guys, I think we forgot some... And then <laughs> 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 Accurate. <laughs> uh I I like the dreamers. Um I mean we are the keepers of time. The dreamers of timekeeping? I mean we we have nothing to do with dreams. <laughs> well just the DOW. Metaphorically aspect that I thought liked. like you know, different uh, aspects Mick, of Mick, you're here out of you're here out of lightness, okay? We allowed you to be I am I that is not true. Uh, Aridin, do you have a whiteboard? (laughs) (laughs) I will say out of character, you guys all know that your main purpose of becoming a deity is to keep the flow of time in check. All of the previous time gods have failed at this, and basically, like, your, your job as a deity, like every deity has a job, your job as a deity is to watch over the flow of time. Anything that would mess with the flow of time or significantly interrupt it whether that just be a large dragon that's going to end the world or someone casting, like, major time magic. Like, that is your guys' job. How about the Kronos? Out of character, I don't want to name us off of another time god. Does fair, that make fair sense? Enough. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Um, now, now I'm starting to think timekeepers again. Yeah. Out of character, I'm thinking, we want to have a name for the deity, right? Like, we don't want to have them pray to a group. Right. Well, but, but no, some that's, gods actually, that's what do. I want to keep. I mean, it's not out of, mm. it's not unheard of. I'll give you guys a real quick rundown. Most of the gods are names. They're Atria, they're Shaika, they're NG, they're Imbrex, blah blah blah. Uh, some of the gods are the Green Mother, the Lantern Kings, the Pillars of Knowledge. So it's like. It's been, it has been done. What I like about the timekeepers is that if somebody wants to focus on an aspect, if somebody wants to be resolute in something, they focus on Doldrin of the timekeepers. If they are wishing to find the knowledge they seek, they focus on Tanigal of the timekeepers. They look to commune with nature and make a safe journey, you know, or something like that. They commune to Tota of the Timekeepers. Yeah, we each have our own subdomain within preserving time. Yeah. I'm I'm good with it. It it's like it's it. Timekeepers or Todd is in my mind, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'll go with either. Uh, what do you think Timekeepers starts? It's that's the T in ah, Todd. Okay. 
Yeah. Timekeepers <laughs> of dreaming. Duh. Of the dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. Timekeepers <laughs> of the dreams. I mean, are we good with timekeepers? Because we had a hundred years for this, and we blew it, guys. We did a lot of good things, but we had we one really fucking did. job. And we We're embarrassing <laughs> ourselves in front of all the other gods there. Was that a no on the whiteboard? We can do a little bra- brainstorming. <laughs> all the other gods are laughing at you, and a tornado yeah, comes flying. Right. Do, do guys, you have any red yarn? We could use some red guys, yarn. This feels uh, like a hazing ritual. Mission one of being gods, we overthrow the other gods for picking on us. <laughs> if, if that's what the group has decided, I think I'm fine with that. I'm fine. After all, uh, we can always have other names as well. It's not like it's yeah, like a said, we're aspects of it. So that's a good point. Show up yeah, to your followers, tell them of... we're changing. Oh, that one's taken. The five five pillars <laughs> of time. time. <laughs> we're, the we're just the fifth element. Is that is that where we go? We can just be the we're fifth the element. the sands, the sands of time. I like that though. <laughs> Aerodin comes in, he's like, alright, so Todd, okay? Hey. <laughs> oh, crap! No! No, 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 no! We all just punched Dolphin in the face at that moment. <laughs> we can't reach it because of the physical barrier, but we're just like, no, damn it! <laughs> Actually, the stance of time, I, I kind of like that. God damn it, we just but had again. one. It- Timekeepers, I vote timekeepers. I do like stance of time, time but we, we can't do another discussion on fucking names. I know! <laughs> Waffles, we're gonna have to ad- so addendum this later. When we have another debate, like an hour Timekeepers, colon, the sands of time. <laughs> colon, Todd. The colon keepers Todd. of the sands of time. Okay, gotcha. Of the dreamers of worlds. <laughs> of the dreamers of worlds. <laughs> and Todd. Special right, edition. So you guys clearly don't choose a name. Gotcha. No, we said Todd. I mean, timekeepers. No, timekeepers. <laughs> We're fine with timekeepers. All right, so the timekeepers then. You watch as the middle of the three gates in front of you slowly begins to open. Your bodies dematerialize and begin to enter the gate. And that's the end of the story for your characters. No! Elsewhere, the world of Galarian continues in at least its own movement of time. And Vumith, as time passes... Vumith never returns to the land. We zoom in on a large red hand with a slightly purple hue claws on the end of it. As we pan up, we see a sinister smile, fangs protruding on a red face with a purple hue as well. The camera keeps panning up. We see two curved horns. In his hand, he holds a piece of paper. And as the camera begins to fade out, we watch him set it down on the table. Written out, it says... People of Vumit. Signature at the bottom, Fenris. <laughs> In Enish, as time passes, we watch Enish become more and more organically destroyed. A continent once dedicated to knowledge has become overrun by construct and eventually becomes its own land. Gnomes flee to the other lands, allowing Enish to be fully dedicated to these sentient constructs that seem to worship a very large, ever-moving construct that slowly moves across the continent. But time continues to pass, and eventually we watch an elven woman and a man appear in the continent. Understanding constructs to a different level, we watch the woman and man communicate with them, foster hope, and eventually create a peaceful construct 
heavy civilization that gnomes do return to. As the camera fades out, we see statues being dedicated to the two. If anybody doesn't know, that's Tannigal's parents. Aww. In Fishara, as time passes, we watch most people as they're able to escape Fishara, many of these people having had experiments conducting on them in the past. We watch as demons slowly become complacent, bored, and eventually begin attacking each other. Some of the more intelligent attempt to hold sway, but eventually flee somewhere else, most back to their realm. We watch as, towards the end of all of this, we see a large ship appear as many and dark black robes step off. We watch time play out as settlement after settlement of these people pop up, becoming the main force to inhabit the ever-luscious land. Soon, Fishara becomes the true home to the Order of Divine Assessors. As time passes, we watch Dofer become a hunting ground at first. Beasts have risen up, and so will the denizens of the continent back at them. We see Calchester become the first bastion of society that harbors peace, and from that peace eventually comes a respect for the beast as well. We see sanctuaries of owlbears and other creatures rise up as the Jarl promotes love for change and teaches them the ways of change. Society continues on, and Dofer becomes one of the main hubs of true civilization, one that spurs change and love for all. Fern also has disappeared when human does, having seemed to have never been there. As time passes, we watch Kadeon become the development hub for everything. Hospitals, churches, towering cities of trees, offshoot protection villages, and the first divine assessor settlement all start with the building of the lives of our heroes. Afterwards, we watch the continent continue to thrive, becoming less of a swamp and more of civilization that is in tune with nature. Eventually, the Divine Assessors leave to Fishara, settling for their home base to be within that continent. For Bulga, her body, family, and village are never found. Anyone that is not our heroes has never heard of the place or Bulga. In Muwazin, as the time passes, Muwazin becomes a battleground for dwarves and giants. Eventually, we see small libraries begin to pop up, dedicated as much to puzzles and riddles as books, most of which involve Atlantic knowledge. One day, the fighting seems to end between the dwarves and giants. The camera follows dwarves and giants as they have a long meeting at the mountain ridge, a single owlbear-like humanoid in between them, fostering peace. Muwazin continues on as time passes and eventually becomes a thriving continent of creation between the giants and dwarves as newer and newer creations are spurred by the red and blue crystals. Torag Sanctuary becomes again a place of worship for all. Vranthra thrives for a small time, fostering the hatred between the giants and dwarves. Eventually, after the peace missions, we watch Mootguy and Thornum beside each other, charge them. The camera pans out to Vranthra's screams. Mootguy and Thornum rule the city of Vondrith together, spurring creation and the sole purpose for the city, with family being a close second. And Vlodrin. We watch one scene play out with Darkus and Dead, Pinello not knowing where to go, and the city on the verge of infighting after their destruction. This scene is quickly reversed, rewound, and instead we see the headmistress walk to the city after the tree is felled. We see her walk up and hug Pinello, who's father still died in protection of her, but the city quickly rallies behind the headmistress, building up to be stronger and forging stronger bonds with nature than ever before. 
Having understood what happened, they go on to tell the tales, verbally, of all the heroes and how they saved the world. Penilla would become a teller of tales, traveling the world and teaching everyone of the heroes. Darkasan, Fawn, Feel, and many others have a memorial erected in their name. The headmistress helps build up the city and eventually passes it on to Penella, who establishes alliances with Calchester, Vendroth, and all of the tribes and cities in Cadian. And again, we kind of zoom out onto this space view, and from an outside perspective, we watch the Orichalcum explosion wash over everything. The sun, which the fire stopped moving, the moon, which at this moment no longer rotates around the planet of Galarian. Then we remember the ritual. People. World. A shift in time. People. Massacre. Death. We see the first robe figure explode into seven different colored lights, dividing his original power into sevenths, causing each robe figure to be weaker. Then we remember this ritual continues. Over and over and over. We see the same scene playing out. Each of the seven robe figures after a period of time explode into seven more, dividing their original power, and then seven more, and it continues. Then we remember the final line of the ritual. People. World. Gods. A shift in time. World. People. A battle. And then the future. We watch this play out hundreds, maybe thousands of times, until finally we watch the sun's flames move about in space again, though there is no Galarian for the moon to rotate around. There is no memory of Galarian. There is a loss of time, now referred to as the gap, affecting all memories and records across the multiverse. All memories and records of the planet Galarian have been removed from the multiverse's inhabitants, along with all the memories of an unknown number of years that all of this has happened. Even the deities are silent on the subject, only vaguely referring to the safety of the lost planet Galarian. Now we see the massive amounts of planets that stretch across the galaxy, possibly among planets that have always been there, each with their own story, living out their own lives, making their own mark on time. We watch space stations and starships crop up, travel amongst planets and the drift, and that's where we'll pick up with season two in Starfinder. Pew, pew, pew. Ah, man. All right, time for the speed run. <laughs> but I got one thing. Elsewhere, we watch a scene play out. Darkness swirls in the midst of nothing. No worlds, no stars, no light. We see a beautiful orcish female step up, throw a white robe to the ground, and kneel with her head down as she is slightly lit up by different colors. As the camera pans around, we watch four floating lights hover over the robe, a white orb appearing as the fifth, a deep, dark, purple dragon inside the white orb. As Boga lifts her head, that's where we'll really pick up with season two. No! Stop! No. Boga's the bad what? guy! <laughs> Waffles. Is she the bad guy of season two? What? <laughs>